Propeller Cross Report. I'm your host, Tim Haslam. I'm really excited for this episode today as I speak with Denver Outlaws defenseman Garrett Michaeli. Michaeli went to Alta and Corner Canyon before playing collegiately at Rutgers. We talk about growing up playing lacrosse in Utah, his time at Rutgers, and now playing professional lacrosse. I also break down the MLO weekend and have an update from the PLL in the newsletter. Here's my interview with Garrett Michaeli. All right, Garrett, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. Just here in Annapolis. Yeah, in Annapolis, getting ready for the the MLL season here. Starts on, uh, let's see, it starts on Saturday for you guys? Yeah, Saturday at uh, 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern against the Hammerheads. All right, should be a, should be a good matchup. We'll, we'll talk a lot of MLL later. Tell us, though, how, how did you get started playing lacrosse? Um, honestly, it all started back in, like, when I was seven years old. I uh, saw one of my neighbors playing lacrosse in his front yard, and I was intrigued with what, what it was. I was, walked over there, asked what it was. They talked to me about it. And then ever since that day I played with the deep hole, I kind of just fell in love with the sport, the concept of how fast it is. And then from then on, I just carried, carried throughout. Yeah, but, you know, uh, I remember. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, I really originally wasn't going to play lacrosse. I was a big hockey and football guy growing up. So I was kind of devoted to those two sports. And then – once lacrosse started getting more popular and I realized the potential that you could do with lacrosse, I, uh, I decided to kind of switch my focus to football and lacrosse instead of hockey. And then that's when I kind of just kept following this journey where it's taking me today. Yeah. You know, you, you started out playing your high school across at Alta and then uh, corner candy came along you, you transferred over there, ended up uh, winning a state championship. Um, talk about, you know, kind of the high school lacrosse experience. And is, is there anything you'd do the same? Is there things that you would do different if you could go back? Um, I think the path that I went on was pretty ideal for me. I started off as a short stick. So, uh, like, growing up all the way to probably eighth grade, I was playing short stick, understanding the game, offense and stuff. And then about eighth grade is when one of my former teammates, Garrett Bullock's dad, put a D-stick in my hand and said, hey, we're losing this game. Go out there and see what you can do. And ever since then, I started playing with it. And then freshman year in high school, uh, me and three other kids, Cole Parkinson, Harry Waddups, and Garrett Bullitt, we all made the varsity team at Alta, which was huge. And that's when it kind of – that's when it, I kind of started to uh, shine, I guess is what you'd say. But with Alta and Corner Canyon, I – both those schools are dear to my heart. I uh, nothing but respect for both those programs. I liked Alta a lot. Coach Davis was my coach there with my father and Tommy. Um, it was just fun. He taught us a lot. And then Corner Canyon came and we kind of, the four kids that made the freshman team in high school in Alta decided that we were going to go over to Corner Canyon and help them win a state championship there, which we did. So it worked out pretty well. It could have been, been better. Yeah, you know, I think I think I look back at that the out the corner canyon and, and those early corner canyon teams kind of set the tone uh, for the program as a whole. And so I think you know, obviously your foundation with your teammates and and growing that program, starting that program is is kind of where they led today. You know, I think if we had a full season, we would have seen them definitely in the championship game uh, this season. And and so that's definitely you know a product of of your guys's uh, hard work for sure. Talk about 
uh, your recruiting experience. It, the the story that I've that I've heard Coach Davis tell is that uh, Coach Breck, the Rutgers head coach, called called Coach Davis and was looking at Garrett Bullet, and and Coach yeah. Davis said, "Hey, I've got another Garrett you need to see too." Yeah. So I was never a, I was never a big recruiting guy. I never I wasn't like a five star recruit. I wasn't the top dog. By all means, I was kind of quiet and my friend Garrett Bullet, he was getting recruited to Maryland, all these top schools, and Rutgers decided to reach out to Coach Davis, as he said, and it was, I want to say our, one of our, it wasn't playoff game yet in Corner Canyon, but it was close, and he wanted to log on and watch Garrett Bullet play, and that's when Coach Davis said, hey, uh, Garrett Bullet's looking over at Maryland, but I have another people that is just as good. Um, and that's when he kind of looked at me, and that's how we started talking to Rutgers. And then when we, Jubal G- and I went to Maryland for West Coast Stars, and he was, Coach Breck invited him to just come see the Rutgers campus, even though he was talking to Maryland, all that, and asked if I could tag along, and I was more than happy to go. It was probably one of the better decisions that him and I made uh, to go and check out Rutgers and see what I had to offer. And then it kind of unfolded from there where I committed my junior year. I didn't really look at any other D1 schools, really. I kind of, like, fell in love with Rutgers at first sight. So that's how that kind of played out. But I enjoyed the whole recruiting process from playing in the tournaments in California to the East Coast. It was just great to see all the exposure, all the talent that's out there. It was cool. Yeah, you know, and two other teammates from Corner Canada ended up joining at Rutgers, obviously, Casey Rose and, and Zach Frankowiak. Uh, sim- similar things for them. Were they kind of, um, you know, looking at different schools? But then once you, once the two Garretts sort of decided to go to Rutgers, were, were they on board as well? Um, it's funny you said that because uh, Casey Rose wasn't originally going to go to Rutgers. He was going to go to Colorado Boulder and kind of live the skiing life because he's a big skier, really good at it. and. It was after Coach Breck watched one of our playoff games. Zach and Casey both had really good games. I think Casey had like seven goals. Zach won like every faceoff, added a couple points to it, like three or four. And that night, I remember we were at Casey Rose's house, and Coach Breck calls him and was super curious, wanted him to come out right away, get a visit. And Casey had no – I don't think – I personally don't think Casey had any aspirations to play call at D1 until he went and took the visit. and then. For Zach Franskoviak, he was committed to Drexel, and when Coach Breck reached out to him, kind of moved some things around, got him interested in Rutgers, and then obviously the help of Jubal and I, we kind of got those guys to come there. But it was it was a time of our lives. It was so fun at Rutgers with all those guys in Utah. Made it kind of homey. Didn't get really get homesick with those four guys. Yeah, tell tell us what Rutgers is like. What's it like as a school? What's it like uh, the surrounding cities? Uh, Rutgers is a gem, a hidden gem, I think, personally. Um, it's not like – the area around it is not gorgeous. Like, Jersey's a beautiful state, but New Brunswick Park is not the most beautiful. But Rutgers University has done a really good job with putting great facilities up, having the supporting staff around. It was – I wouldn't have traded it for the world. People have mixed feelings with New Jersey. I think Rutgers is one of the best places I could have gone. The staff was super supportive in academics with extracurriculars outside of lacrosse. And for the coaching staff, uh, Coach Breck has done 
amazing job with the alumni, with recruiting, with setting up that new building that's going in. Um, they, they, they took good care of us. Traveling was always taken care of. Uh, it was just a, like a, it was an environment that you wanted to be in. It was, it was a hungry environment. These kids, none of the kids besides a handful of them weren't big names. So we were all just trying to make a name for ourselves and go out there and win some games for Rutgers and put them on the map. Looking back at your college experience, you, you played 52 games, uh, you know, four goals, five assists, uh, always fun for the people. Uh, you know, your senior year, you had 48 ground balls and, and 20 cause turnovers. When you look back at that experience, what, what are some of the games that stood out to you? Um, one of the first games that sticks out to me was freshman year. Uh, growing up in Utah, you always look up to the big name schools, Hopkins, Maryland, Syracuse. Um, and so freshman year to play Hopkins twice, one at Rutgers, one at Johns Hopkins, and to uh, come out victorious was a very big accomplishment for us. It was kind of like a little kid dream coming true to play that. And then another two games that stuck out to me very well was Penn State, I want to say in 2016 or 2017, when Jules Henningberg uh, had one of, the, one of the greatest games I've seen. Um, and then the last game would have been Syracuse at home. Those those four those three games really made my college career. I think it was fun to play against them, to see the talent, to see just to see it all up close and personal. It was it was awesome. Yeah, you know, as as uh, like you said, as a kid growing up in Utah, you kind of see you, there's there's name brand schools for sure, and and I guess that that probably applies to everywhere, not just Utah, but uh, definitely some cool experiences uh, for you. In, in beating Hopkins and, and getting them, uh, you know, to play Syracuse and all those. That's, that's awesome. Tell me, uh, you're, you're in your senior year, uh, you know, you're, you're about to graduate. What, what, uh, you know, what kind of, what decisions were going through your head, you know, in terms of playing lacrosse at the next level? Um, senior year at Rutgers, I would like, like any other college students, well, I shouldn't say any other, but most college students you kind of don't know what's going on. You, you're looking for a job, you're, trying to find post-grad opportunities, and you're also wondering if this is the last time you play lacrosse. Um, for me, I didn't think – I didn't get drafted on the first college draft, so I kind of was like, eh, I will play MLL, but if I don't get picked up, I'm not going to be too uh, upset over it. And then once the Bayhawks picked me up in the supplemental draft, I kind of was like, you know what, I, I'm not done playing lacrosse yet. I still got a, a little bit more time in me. And I was – just kind of focused and dialed in on that. And then for post that same year, uh, my teammate Kyle Pless and I got an opportunity to go overseas and play for uh, Nottingham University, lacrosse in England, and pursue a master's degree, which we did. So between that season and to now, we've just kind of been focusing on our little our, – our own game, working with each other. Um, Basically, it it's been it's been hectic though with how last season was a normal season to now just with all the COVID stuff. It's been definitely different, but unforgettable that's for sure. Sure. Talk talk about what you're looking forward to. Uh, you know, this upcoming week playing with Outlaws. Um, first off, I'm just ready to start playing the cross again. It's been since March since I've had like a legit game as well as many other guys. So I think we're all just ready to go after it, play lacrosse. It's going to be 
hectic at first with the new rules, the changes, but we're just eager to start playing as a team, see what we're about, and chase after a championship like everyone else. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, you know, depend no matter what what league, what level, it's always good to be always good to be playing lacrosse. What what are some of your I guess what what are you doing outside of lacrosse these days? Uh, right now, since I had to come back from, I wasn't originally supposed to come back from England until May to June-ish, and then we kind of planned on the MLL for them, but then the COVID happened. So once I came back in March, I've kind of just been training on my own. I'm fortunate enough to have a gym in my basement where I've been able to work out. Um, I've just been doing that and working as an electrician with my brother, so it hasn't been too bad. Some vacations here and there, but most of all, pretty pretty on my own when it comes to training, understanding film, kind of getting the grasp of everything. Yeah. Awesome. And, and what, uh, what are you hoping to do sort of after, you know, this, this probably week kind of feels probably like a, uh, a milestone, you know, once the, once the week's, you know, said and done, what, uh, what do you hope to be, hope to be doing moving forward? Uh, I would love to still, play if the opportunity presents itself and I also want to like coach more we did some coaching we coached in seventh and eighth graders Garrett Bullitt, Zach Muscoviak and I and it was super super fun and I would just I think after all this is said and done um, I'd like to go back to Utah help grow the game still help teach coach kind of just stay involved in the cross community as much as I can to uh, help spread the game because as you know it's still not there yet but it's getting there and I think Utah lacks a little bit of experience from coaching staffs. Like, we're starting to get a wave of coaching, but I think there still needs to be some more done. So I hope that I can come back and Bubba Fairman, Garrett Bullitt, Zach, Casey Rose, we can all come back and start helping the game grow in Utah a little bit more, as well as additional coaches. Yeah, that would be, uh, that would be a scary coaching staff for sure. Yeah, it's, there's, there's, there's talks about it, but we've still got some business outside of it to do, so we'll see. In the future. Sure. Yeah, but, you uh, know, maybe maybe five, ten years down the road, you guys could, could be a, a solid force yeah, for, uh, which, for high school cross. Definitely not out of the picture, but I think all of us have a couple more years of traveling with the cross and playing the cross that <laughs> we're still ready for. Sure. Uh, any, anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you want to mention? Um, kind of just on the – I want to talk about, like, recruiting a little bit and the whole recruiting process. I, for Personally, for me, I was – like I said earlier, I was not a big recruit coming in. When I got recruited to Rutgers, there were not a lot of yays. There were a lot of confusion why a kid from Utah is coming all the way to New Jersey to play lacrosse. So just to, like, fellow kids out there that want to play lacrosse at the next level – like, don't give up. There's there's great lacrosse players from club all the way to D1. So just because someone's not getting picked up at the D1 level, it doesn't mean you're a good lacrosse player. Some people are just meant for D2 and D3 lacrosse, and they don't want the, the kind of schedule and strictness of D1. But from, in the ML, from being in the MLL and being around the sport so long, there's good athletes and good lacrosse players at any level of uh, the sport. So... For anyone who wants to get recruited, don't be discouraged if you're not getting the dream school you wanted. There's just go out there and try your hardest, and I promise you, it's going to prevail in the end. 
All right. Those are, those are wise, wise words of advice. We appreciate that. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Garrett, and uh, go outlaws. Thank you for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. Go outlaws.